Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday to you, July 6, 2023. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker and Justin Kalen here on your Thursday morning. Nick Roush is on a long bachelor party. Bachelor party that starts on Wednesday and goes to Sunday. That's a long one, so... He's getting a little weekend getaway, if you will. I think they went to Asheville for a night and then go in some Myrtle Beach or Charleston. 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 Yeah, one of those, one of those places on the coast of South Carolina. So I'm sure he's having a, a, a good time, but it'll be Scoots and myself for the remainder of the week. May get a guest on for tomorrow, but we got a lot of recap, a lot of Thornton's text line to get to today. So it'll just be Scoots and myself. And hope everybody had a great 4th of July. A couple days off, hopefully, or at least a day off. Really weird when it's in the middle of the week. It kind of feels like you're slamming on the brake, and then you're hitting the acceleration on your work week, and then you slam on the brake again, and you've got to try to pick it back up. And that's just bad for the engine when you got to stop, go, stop, go for the work week. But you're probably heading back to the office today. It is Thursday, though, so... Just get through today and tomorrow. A lot of people had to do yesterday. You'll be fine. We'll get there. We'll get through it together. Scoots, how was your 4th of July? I want to hear all about it. Man, it was it was phenomenal. I will say quickly, though, my car, I drive a stick shift, so my body kind of operates that same way. So I'm kind of used to this whole stopping and going thing. So hasn't really bothered me at at all yet, but I've only been back to work for one day. I did have to go back in yesterday. But it was it was just nice to to have those days off, TJ. Man, it was such a good holiday. I had such a relaxing time out at the lake, and then of course golfing on Monday. Just Monday and Tuesday were elite days in the life of Scooter Dingus. I mean, it was just so much relaxation, so much beer. I unintentionally on Monday night did the thing, so I had to work until about five on Monday night, and then I went home, grabbed a few brews. Drove out to the lake to meet my buddies who were already on the lake because they were doing a fireworks show on Monday night. 
it was supposed to be Saturday night, but got moved to Monday night due to weather, which I was really happy about because I saw the fireworks over Lake Potoka last year, and it was really cool, so I was glad I got to do that again. But, TJ, I did the thing where I had no goal of getting drunk on Monday night, but I was hammered by the time we got off this boat. Didn't go to sleep till like 3 in the morning on Monday night and woke up at 9 a.m. ready to go to the lake on Tuesday. So I'd say I I'd say I did my my job in terms of 4th of July. So celebrating went pretty well. How about you? It was it was great. Uh, it was a, a lot of fun. I, I had to work Monday, but then when I got off work, we, we went to a family 4th of July cookout, and, and that was a lot of fun. Then 4th of July, played golf in the morning, played well. Nice. I, was re- I was really happy with the way I played there, and then went to a pool 4th of July evening. And uh, we, we didn't do or go to a fireworks show, but there were enough in the neighborhood where all we had to do is look out a window and you could see fireworks in a lot of different directions. So uh, that, was, that was nice, and it, it, it was funny. And I'm sure probably you've maybe mentioned this a, a time or two before, but when I was working Monday, I, I told you that I had to go into kind of rural Indiana. Yeah. I'm driving to French Lick and just drive right past Potoka Lake. And I was like, oh, this is the lake that Scoots talks about a lot. That's it. Put two and two together. I never knew where that lake was. I never knew it really even existed. Uh, but I was like, oh, that's it. I'm pretty sure you always call it it's Lake Potoka. Uh, so I was driving all around Lake Potoka on Monday and looking for you out there, but didn't see you. Beautiful lake, right? Just absolutely beautiful. Yeah, it's a nice lake. Yeah, it yeah. is. They, uh, we and, saw the Monday night. So they have this um, bald eagle's nest at one po- point of the lake. Like, if you know where it is, you know exactly where you can find bald eagles. So we actually drove by the nest to get to the fireworks. The eagles were not in the nest. So I was really bummed. I was like, well, it's it's almost 4th of July. I'd love to see a bald eagle, you know? So we're just sitting there waiting for the fireworks to start. We get out to the water at like 7.30. We get to our spot where we're going to sit and watch the fireworks. So we had about two and a half hours just to BS and talk and whatnot. So we're sitting in the boat, and then all of a sudden I see this black bird coming across the sky. And one, one of my other buddies, he's like, oh, I think it's an osprey. I don't see a white head. Well, then it gets like probably 40 feet close to our boat, and you could very obviously tell that it was a bald eagle, and it just swooped right over our boat and landed in one of the trees by the shore. It was really, really cool. So, yeah, I love being out at Lake Patoga. You almost always see a bald eagle, and uh, that's cool. That's cool that those have made a comeback, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think I saw a bald eagle outside of the zoo for the first like 26 <laughs> years of my life or 27 years or however long it was. And then I was out on an appraisal in rural Kentucky, saw one there and I was like, Oh, that's, I think that's the first time I've ever just seen a bald Eagle out and about all willy billy. That's pretty cool. A little and neater it, when you see him out in the wild. Oh yeah. It's a lot. It's very neat. And this one was eating something, which was even cooler. Uh, but now I see him. I don't want to say every day. It's not every day, but I'll probably see one once a month. All now. the time. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a they, they're nesting down on the Ohio River where we'll go hang out. So you'll see them down there from time to time as well. So yeah, well, good. It sounds like you had a a great Fourth of July. Uh, it was if it, it wasn't for the damn kids, it would have been perfect. Though the kids got in the way. The kids are just, I don't know. They they were in rare form on Tuesday. I was 
normally they're pretty respectful of the adults and they just play with each other. But one of my buddy's daughters, I, I told her, I was like, do not squirt me in the face with that stupid gun. It's that sword gun that looks like it should be a toy, but it's actually a squirt gun. So I told her, like, please do not squirt me in the face. And we're all about, I'm trying to teach her, use her nice words. If you say please and you don't want somebody to do something, if you just say please, most of the time they'll stop. And it's, it's going to be all good. So I had to ask her like four or five times, please quit st- splashing me. And then she would just run on our, like, mat that we have. She would run all the way to the other end and then run back to my end and like butt bomb so water would go all over me so that part was a real a little bit annoying but it was, it was all good i guess i was in the water already i was already wet so but i was trying to take a nap they didn't understand that that's all i wanted to do was take a nap on tuesday <laughs> i like that you said that it was a it's a sword that looks like it's supposed to be a kid's toy but yeah. it's a water gun it is a water which gun. Is which is a kid's toy. Well, no, I talked about it on the show last week. Like, it looks very looks very innocent, like it's not a squirt gun, but then all of a sudden the handle on that sword pulls back and you just load that bad boy up with water and it becomes a squirt gun, so. I'm, I'm, I know exactly what you're talking about. Seen them at the pool. I've been around them a ton. They are kid's toys. Though. Correct. Yeah, I guess, I guess you're right. I guess I am on team take the kid's toys away. Did you, that was probably my favorite part, just seeing all the kids, because I, I I still had a good time on 4th of July, I got to shoot hoops, and like I said earlier in the day, got to golf, so no kids there. I Your shirt was great. Thank you, appreciate it. Uh, the, the, got to hang out in the pool and swim and do that stuff, but I don't know, I, I maybe it's, it's my old age, Scooch, but like, I, I think the most fun part of the Monday and Tuesday celebrations were just seeing the kids go absolutely crazy. You know, it's like popsicle after popsicle, sweet treat after sweet treat. They were just in between like running and in, in and out of the pool and playing in the water and doing that stuff. It was like, ah, that's, they're they're living it up. That's what summer's supposed to be. No, and it is fun seeing it through kids' eyes, especially like holidays. And this this one was a lot of fun. So aside from the whole splash of water on me debacle, it was it was not a big deal at all. I just wanted a nap. Didn't get one, but no no big deal. But when I got there on Monday night, my buddy picks me up from the dock, and we're driving to the fireworks show, and we're about. I don't know, two, three minutes away from the spot where we're going to anchor. And his little girl, as we're just flying down this lake, screams at the top of her lungs, best day ever. And I'm like, yeah, woohoo, it's awesome. And I was like, tomorrow's going to be just as good. And she looks at me and she goes, are there going to be fireworks tomorrow? And I was like, well, no. And she's like, all right, well, this is the best day ever. <laughs> and so just, yeah, seeing seeing stuff like that through the kids' eyes is a lot of fun. Oh, it is. Uh, but hopefully you didn't tell them that they were the ones ruining your... your oh, family. no. Come on. I'm not a jerk. I would never do that. Best day ever. <laughs> not for me, little turds. <laughs> Can't even enjoy a pass-out nap without getting a squirt gun in the face, you little turd. It wouldn't have been a pass-out nap for what it's worth. I only, I think I only drank three beers on, on actual 4th of July when we were out at the lake. Well, your country's disappointed in you. I was, I was very tame. Well, I was, I was still feeling the effects of Monday night. No, it's. Uh, did you eat anything good? Favorite thing you ate over the Fourth of July? Oh, it had to be breakfast on Tuesday morning. We had some, we had some eggs, over easy eggs, some bacon, sausage. Oh. It was great. It was great. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds, that sounds pretty nice. Let's see. Mostly unhealthy food for me. 
Uh, the cookout on Monday was just like your stereotypical American barbecue. Burgers, grilled chicken, hot dogs, brats. That was nice. That felt nice. Good and American then. Uh, then let's see. Tuesday morning. I ate out on the golf course for lunch and breakfast. And then we just had a good old-fashioned American smorgasbord at the pool party. The the host didn't want to grill out, which I totally understood. You had enough going on there. I had some beer nose pizza. Nice. And That's American. Some Chick-fil-A was brought over, too. They were open on Tuesday. Uh, so it kind of felt like one of Trump's White House invitation dinners. You know, when teams would win championships <laughs> and they'd come to the White House, Trump would just get all sort uh, different assortments of fast food. 110 that's chicken it, nuggets. That's what it felt, that's kind of what it felt like on Tuesday <laughs> night, but it was fun. It, it, it was nice. Definitely not healthy. Diet started on Wednesday. Uh, only kidding about that too, because we had a ton of leftovers, so I was just eating the same food. Oh, and we smoked pizzas last night too to kind of wrap up the little the the week. Although now tomorrow's Friday, which again puts your brain into a pretzel. Crazy. Smoking pizzas on the green egg always always a really really good time. Hey, by the way, TJ, I did something in my golf career for the first time on Monday. Hit a good shot? Ho-ho! Got me! No, not hit a good shot. I had several good shots. No, so I didn't have anything on my scorecard over a six. No sevens, no eights. I've never done that in my golf career. That's great. Wasn't it awesome? Yeah, I would imagine you'd probably have to shoot pretty well if you had no sevens Uh, I shot a 90. I was pretty happy with it. That's pretty good. Yeah. 13 yeah. strokes better than last time I played at Elk Run, so oh. winning. Yeah, it's not, that's not too shabby at all. Elk Run's still looking good shape. Elk Run is phenomenal. I'm, I'm so excited for the scramble. Yeah, it's in, it's in awesome shape. We'll be out there September 1st for the Big X kickoff scramble. You can email Big X Sports Radio or Big X Scramble at yahoo.com, excuse me, and lock in your spot today. Yeah, I, I I shot an 83, and I was... Dang! I think I was six over after the first four holes, and then was five over the final 14. So, had to just kind of shake off some of the rust, and then once I got going, I was, I was pretty good. I didn't have any birdies either, which uh, had plenty of birdie putts, had 10 pars, but couldn't make any of those putts. Which Man. A little bit frustrating, but... I'm not a good enough golfer to really get too worked up about it. Gil hit a birdie putt on Monday. He was probably 65 feet from the hole on the fringe, so he was he was off the green. Puts it, hits it freaking perfectly, just drops right in. He didn't even celebrate that much because he didn't realize the hole we were playing was a par five, so he just thought he parred it. And I was like, no, nah, dude, I'm pretty sure you birdied it. And he went back and counted his strokes. Then he hit us with a big old Tiger Woods fist pump, but it was awesome. It was, it was one of the longest putts I've ever seen hit in my life. It was a lot of fun. No celebration. Even if you think it's, even if you don't know it's for birdie, you just hit a sixty-five footer. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You, you think you'd go bonkers? He did. That. Well, wow. he did one of those like, "Let's go!" But he, yeah, I was like, "Nah, nice birdie." And he was like, "No, nah, I was par." And I was like, "No, no, it wasn't, pal. I'm pretty sure that was birdie." Maybe he was fibbing on his strokes. <laughs> no, I count his strokes too because he's not a very good counter. He didn't. He Uh-oh. wasn't. He wasn't a Sesame Street kid growing up. Mm, okay. All right. Well, we do have plenty of sports news that's going to happen when you're off for a couple days. So we do have sports news that we need to get to. 
Uh, we're less than a week away from UK playing in the Global Jam in Canada. Crazy. Which I'm just I'm pumped about because it really kind of starts to hit you last week, this week of, ooh, this is summer radio. Now that you don't have a couple nice days where you get a bunch of news, and this offseason for UK has been unlike anything that we've ever done in radio. We've had distractions. We've had stuff to get us through the summer. UK basketball and their foreign trips have always been nice, but some years you'll get a World Cup unless they decide to let Qatar buy the World Cup and put it in winter for some stupid reason. We'll have Olympics. We'll have the Women's World Cup a little later on this summer, which will be great. But you can get two weeks. You can get like back-to-back days. You can get whole weeks. You can get back-to-back weeks. We're just like, oh, boy, we're really scraping at the bottom of the barrel for any sort of content. Uh, But this summer has been, as much as it's been a little negative and at times even hostile, there's at least been a lot of news. And will he or won't he with Antonio Reeves, the Trey Mitchell recruitment, about four other players in the transfer portal and their recruitments and ended up not going to UK, but it was stuff we still had to cover and still – stuff we had to follow. Point being, we've had a lot of content, a lot of stuff to talk about. And once Antonio Reeves, it was clear that he was coming back, although was it clear, was it not clear, have a little update in that regard. Uh, once that the dust settled there, what we thought the dust settled there, things have slowed down a little bit. Uh, but it, they're not going to slow down for long. And again, like I said, there's plenty of sports things we can get to today. But Wednesday of next week, six days away, you'll get Kentucky basketball playing and we'll be able to analyze it and give our analysis and things that we like and things that worry us. And we'll be just be able to make really, really, really grand takes over just a little sample size of basketball. And that's going to be a lot of fun though. In all seriousness, I am pumped just to be able to watch them play, see how they look on the court together. I think expectations are going to be low in terms of having a well put together product and I think most people can be understanding and accepting of that because this team's just been together for a couple weeks and even then they've added a piece here or you know Bradshaw got hurt so he's not going through the drills and participation and stuff along those lines so it's just gonna be fun to get see them out on the court and as I've said several times and I'll probably say a few more before Wednesday just want to see some of those flashes of hey, this team has four potential NBA lottery picks, four potential NBA first rounders. Uh, a couple of other nice young pieces that could turn into really, really good college basketball players. If those things are true, yeah, for 40 minutes or however even long these games are, you're probably not going to get the most beautiful product on the floor. But let me just see those flashes where you get up and down and transition, dunk, shoot a transition three, swish, you get back on defense. UK's length is bothersome for some of these other countries. Boom, another turnover, transition, dunk, three, whatever it may be. I do think there should be plenty of flashes from this group, even if they're not, the chemistry is not where it needs to be, even if they're still trying to figure out how they mesh and how different pieces play with one another, uh, you still should see some flashes. And it's feeling a little bit more real because you're getting some of these players talking. Uh, Obviously, you had Calipari talk last Friday. We talked about that on Monday's Kentucky Roll Call. But you got DJ Wagner talking to the media and Reed Shepard talking to the media, and I think that Dutiero was the other player as well. So it's starting to feel a little bit more real, too, starting to get to know these guys a little bit better. And in just six days, we'll get to see them, weirdly enough, not only represent the University of Kentucky, 
but represent the entire country. Scoots, that means next Wednesday they are your United States of America, Kentucky Wildcats. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that as well. Getting basketball in the summer, granted it's meaningless basketball, but getting some sort of basketball in the summer just makes it so much better. I know, I know we get the TBT and all that. I, I just don't get into those tournaments. But anytime we got like a college team going overseas, I, I do that does pique my interest, especially when it's Kentucky, a team that we follow. And yes, I said we because now I do follow them. Thanks to you all changing my whole perspective on the University of Kentucky. But no, I I am curious. I assume, TJ, that those will be pretty easy to find on TV. Has, has that been announced yet? Will they all be televised? No, so that's been like the big... That was kind of the topic, UK topic of conversation over the holiday was... All right, hey, the games are pretty close. Do we know what station they're going to be on or how we're going to watch them or what we do to go about that? And you actually have a bunch of different media outlets kind of working with each other, piggybacking off one another to be able to see if if anybody knew. And I don't think we do know. Hmm. Uh, last year they aired on ESPN Plus, and there's some streaming platform Um that they did the games on last year as well that you're going to be able to do. But in terms of just being able to check on TV, no, we don't know yet. They didn't Uh, run them on SEC network last year. I don't think they, I don't think they did because it wasn't an SEC team playing last year. It was Kentucky though. Well, Kentucky's foreign trip games have been on SEC network. Yeah. That's what I thought they were last year. They've almost. I think they've all. I think they've always been at okay. least since Calipari's been here. Yeah. Except maybe that first year in Canada and Windsor. I don't even know if the SEC network was a thing then at that point. But since the SEC network's been around and Calipari's been around, these games have been able to be broadcast. And this one's different because those Bahama trips usually are in August. They're a little bit later on in the year. Um, and this, I don't think UK has. UK makes that trip. They make those games. They have the exclusive rights to them. With Global Jam, I don't know if they. I don't know who has those rights. So that's an interesting part that I just don't know the answer to. Um, it'll it'll be you'll be able to find it easily, I think, when push push comes to, to shove. Worst case scenario, worst case scenario would be like you have to go to a website on your desktop computer or your laptop and stream it via that, which wouldn't be ideal. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I mean, obviously I I would. I'm not gonna miss these games. I would. But I don't think that that's that that would be the worst case scenario. Other options are you're going to be able to watch it on your ESPN app, or you're going to be able to watch it on ESPN Plus, or the SEC Network would be the best case scenario. But I don't think we've got any finality on that or any final decisions. Go ahead and text on into the Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. If you know five zero two four one four fourteen fifty, Scoots, we're going to talk more sports. We need to talk more basketball. I've got a few things written down that Wagner said and Shepard said that I found to be a little bit interesting. Uh, The text line is a mix between actual basketball and football conversations and nonsense, so we're not (laughs) going to waste any time getting on over to the Thornton's text line. But we're going to feel Scoots out here on what he thinks about Twitter. Is it gone? Is Scoots heading on over to Threads? Oh, Lordy. Which billion, which billionaire social media company does Scoots want to give his business to? I, I just heard the word threads for the first time this morning, so anxious to hear more about that. 
Well, you're going to when we return here on Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker and Justin Kalen on your Thursday morning. Get those texts into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. It's a really good Thornton's text line, by the way. We're going to have fun with it today. we got a lot more to get to on today's radio show. Don't go anywhere. Roll Call. Never compromise what's right and uphold your family name. You've got to stand for something. Are you involved for anything? I know that things are different and they were Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Yeah, I'm gonna take my horse through the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I'm gonna take my horse through the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I got the horses in the back. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 1450 AM. It's Taco Thursday. Head on over to Salsaritas, one of their two locations in Louisville for delicious burritos, quesadillas, nachos, wildly addictive chips, hot spicy salsa, and creamy queso. They've got it all at Salsaritas, cooked to order, made in front of you, unless you're out at the Middletown location, in which case they've got a drive-thru. You, it's still made to order. You just, you may not be able to see it through the window. You can kind of see some of the activities, but, but not the whole stuff. Like when you're inside the store, St. Matthew's location, right off Hubbard, they've got a covered patio, perfect for lunch or dinner, eating out there on the patio. And St. Matthew, or excuse me, Middletown has the drive-through, as I've mentioned. Now I'm enjoying the day. Download the app, Salsaritas. Yeah, I had it. I had it on Monday. Um, it was uh, just so good. Such good food. Man, we were leaving the lake on Tuesday, and my buddy was like, hey, you want to go grab some dinner? And I'm like, yeah, let's go. Where do you want to go? And he throws out a freaking Mexican joint. I'm like, no, we're not going there. It's 4th of July. I I love Mexican food as much as the next person, but I'm not eating it on 4th of July. I refuse. So we went and got got burgers instead. I mean, but they're they're American-owned Mexican restaurants. Yeah, but it's not American food. I mean, it's kind of American food. It's, it's not really it's, authentic Mexican food. It's becoming our food for sure. But I still, I don't, still don't see it as as American food. I would have much rather had a burger, and that's what we did. Good for you, Scoots. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna today is when I'm gonna kind of start to look into the Global Jam rosters, get a better idea of what what we should be expecting, and then hopefully maybe tomorrow's show or at least Monday's show for sure. I'll actually have a little bit of an idea of what I'll be talking about in terms of who UK is going to be matched up against and what those games are going to look like. And it, it doesn't, at least some of the rosters I've seen thrown around on Twitter, and I haven't been able to confirm if they're the real rosters, not a lot of recognizable names between some of these other countries' teams, which, I granted, I, I'm probably not going to know a great deal of these teams, but or players on these teams, but I at least should know some of them. Uh, and some of the ones that I've seen thrown around there, I have not, I've not really recognized. So uh, last year, Canada's team had Marcus Carr on it and Leonard Miller. I'm not sure if that name rings a bell for some UK fans, but Betty Ako. Uh, those are, who's that? Betty Ako. Oh yeah. Betty Ako was on, I'm looking at the roster from last year now. Yeah. He was on that team. Uh, yeah, see, I mean, like those are some recognizable names. Uh, Italy had Okiki last year um, on their team, although I'm not sure if that was the Auburn player. Leonardo. 
Yeah, not that maybe a different Okiki there. Oh, okay. I, I'll always yeah. remember him for that sign that UK made. Just so cruel. Well, you never any evidence UK actually made that sign. Uh, it was hanging on the, one of their frat houses, so. No, it was never confirmed which frat house. Nobody was able to ever <laughs> identify which house that was. Uh, there was no no evidence that that actually was in Lexington. Wasn't that bad. If, if it was in Lexington, then they should take credit for it because it was pretty funny. Ryan Nimhart on that Canadian team last year. There's another recognizable name. Point is, I don't. I, what I've seen, and I can't even confirm that some of these rosters that I've seen are real. Uh, it doesn't look as intimidating as I think maybe some people thought it was going to be. Not to say that I think UK is going to go undefeated or anything along those lines. Uh, I just also don't know if it's like a guarantee UK should be stacking up losses left and right either. So get a better idea of that for tomorrow's show and definitely on Monday's show. And we'll get you all set up and ready to rock and roll when the games roll around on Wednesday, which obviously very, very excited about. But this will be one of the first, this will be the first time where UK is going to be playing basketball scoots. And you may have to jump around to different social media apps to see your favorite coverage of UK basketball. Oh, uh, tell me more. At least, at least the analysis of UK basketball, because a lot of people are jumping off the Twitter the Twitter sphere, if you will, if you will, they're going elsewhere. Yeah. Well, so tell me about this threads thing. What's that all about? Cause I, I assumed it was still part of Twitter. Yeah. So Zuckerberg was like, I don't like you, Elon Musk. I'm going to make another social media app. Cause the two that I already own and Facebook and Instagram isn't chewing up enough people's times. I need to have a monopoly on all this stuff. So he started a new social media app. It's called threads. I haven't even gone over to check it out, so I don't know what it's all about. But people aren't happy with it right now. Uh, they're not. They're not overly impressed with what they've with what they've seen. Of course, you would need you know maybe to have a little time for them to get stuff figured out, figure out some of the what people like and what they don't like about them. But the people who have made the move over to Threads. Have, has not been blown away. My question is, why? Why have they not and been blown know, away? No, no, no. Like, why Why make the move? Like, I, I was a little surprised how many people made the jump. They, they, My they, question to them... Don't, just don't trust answer, Elon. Yeah, don't trust him to do what, though? To keep Twitter up and running? I don't, yeah, I don't know. But yet, here we are still tweeting. That's true. And, and it's had it's had, it's had some it's had some hiccups. Twitter has uh, the most recent thing that Scoots is making everybody leave is the rate limits. People got really frustrated with that. The rate where, limits, correct? Where if you're not a Twitter, you if you're if you're not a paid member to Twitter, after I think it was I, I don't have the numbers exactly here in front of me, but I think it was like after you scrolled for like 600 tweets. You'd, you'd hit your rates user limit and you wouldn't be able to refresh for X amount of time. What? Yes. I mean, that seems ridiculous. I mean, granted, I don't know if I ever scroll and see 600 tweets, but I don't use Twitter like a lot of people do. So that seems really annoying. Verified accounts can read 6,000 posts per day. Unverified accounts, 600 posts. 
and new unverified accounts, 300 posts. What? Uh, that doesn't make any sense. Why would you want to limit what people can see? Wouldn't you want so, people to spend more time on it? Elon Musk said that people can go touch grass instead of being on social media networks. Go outside, get some fresh air. What do you think about that? Oh, my gosh. Elon. Like, I, I, Rouse said it on, on Monday. I just don't understand why... He would buy this for $45 million just to run it into the ground. There was I saw a pretty funny tweet from him yesterday. He said something about people complaining about Twitter, that dot, 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 on Twitter, and then somebody commented, and they were like, yeah, because when the, when the restaurant messes up my order, I always go to the dry cleaners to complain, which I thought was pretty funny. But yeah, we're, they're going to complain on Twitter? Well... There, there's a couple different reasons why people think they actually did it. It wasn't because Elon Musk wants people to go outside and get some fresh air. Maybe, maybe, maybe that had something to do with it. Um, but th- their main, well, there's there's basically two different schools of thoughts. One is they think that they did this to help get rid of the bots and the spam that are on the platform, which has gotten worse since Elon Musk took over. Although the way he tells us, he thinks it's like a coordinated attack to make the website worse by having more spam, more bots, that of course. sort of stuff. So he, they're trying to fix it. They think that setting this rate user limit, real people that are using Twitter and using it to check out tweets, 600, while not a ton, they should be able to get their content of Twitter in a daze with 600. And if you're verified 6,000, you're never going to have to worry about that realistically. No. But these bots and these fake accounts, they're just rolling through Twitter nonstop 24-7 because they're machines. So they will hit that that user, that rate user limit much faster. And that way you're not going to have bots that are annoying the, the networks and the servers and the app. Another texture on the Thornton's text line says, uh, and this is another school thought, they set the limits because they didn't want to pay for the servers. More Twitter activity meant more server space needed, and this was a way. And they're trying to consolidate all that. This is a way to consolidate all that. A lot of people think this user limit thing is not going to be a permanent feature or fixture to Twitter. But in the meantime, while they try to consolidate everything onto more basic servers, they needed to stop the rate usage of Twitter. All really nerdy stuff that's obviously above my head. But those are kind of the two schools of thoughts people have. One, they're doing this to try to help get the system more in place. And then some people think they're doing it just to try to run off more bots and help the system there. So uh, you've got th- those two things. But in the meantime, people have said, ah, I'm, I'm a little nervous about this. I'm going to head on over to Threads, where they have not been overly impressed. One one texter on the Thornton's text line says, why well, move to Threads? Because you're in a culture war, crybaby. The fundamentalists on both sides want a site that censors and picks on the other side. Uh, yeah, probably so. And that's a whole another interesting aspect to all this is like, are we? Is it eventually just going to turn into like people that lean a little left find themselves on one social media app, and then people that lean other ways find themselves on another? And then you're talking into even more of like an echo chamber of people that just only agree with you and your thoughts, and you don't hear the other side. That, is, that what, is that where we're heading towards, Scoot? That would be so annoying. I mean, we've already had so much political divide in other areas in our country that we do not need it on social media. 
Like that that would be ridiculous. So is Twitter going away? Is that is that what's happening? Like is it just going to completely fold? No. I, I yeah, I wouldn't think so either, but No. Twitter's not going anywhere. It's just another one of like the I mean there's been, ever since Elon Musk took it over. This is like this is chapter 5 of well, that's it. That's it. the last one at Twitter. Turn out the lights. I don't know where you, you had true what are some of the other social media sites that Trump made one in Truth Social. You had that one. Uh, I think Parler was a right wing one, if I'm not mistaken. Um, what was Mastodon was a left lean one. That one I don't think really took off. What What is the last one that took off? What's the last social media that really took off? Would it be like Snapchat? Have we had anything since then? Oh, that's a good. That's a good question. Because, I mean, Let's none see. of them have taken off. I mean, for when you think about social media in our life, it's been MySpace, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. That's it. That That's like the only five that have taken off. Yeah, the Google Circles never really amounted to anything. Do you remember that? No, I've never even heard of that. I had a Google Circle page. You're so cool. No, you, it was not cool at you, all. You have all the socials. Well, Google Plus. Oh, Google Plus. Somebody just texted in TikTok. That's another good one. But other than TikTok that, TikTok is the most is the most recent. For good sure. Job text for sure. Thornton's text lab. Yeah, uh, Google. What, was it Google Plus or Google Search? I think you had circles in your Google Plus page, and you had to be invited to make a page. Whoa. Uh, that was that was like 2011, and that didn't take off. That was supposed to be like an alternative to Facebook. It didn't take off. Yeah, TikTok probably the most recent, and then there's kids, the the, the youth, they've got their own different stuff. I, I don't know exactly what, but they've got their own stuff that they use as well. So, Scoots, the people are wondering, are you going to make the move to Threads? Absolutely not. No, I am. I am done with my whole social media moving. That's that's the only reason I was asking if Twitter's going anywhere. Because if it's not going anywhere, then I'm not going anywhere. No, it, it's not going to like cease to exist. I do think you're going to see people leave and and not come back, um, but I don't. I also don't think threat. Like, this is the reality of it. Is there? And it's so dorky just to kind of get into the weeds of social media conversations. But like, what are you looking for in a social media experience? <laughs> people want news. They want entertainment. They want their interests, and they want people that they are interested in to see what they're saying. All right. If Twitter's limiting some of those things, I can get why that's annoying. Realistically, how long would it take for threads to get to that point for your social media experience to be satisfactory? Like years, probably. I mean, real a year, probably realistically, to be able to get enough users on there, get their kind of kinks rolled out and figured out. But that's the start of any new business or any new company. You know, you got to get people just to kind of blindly dive in and hope that you're. Uh, but like, even at their peak, what are they going to offer that's going to be better than Twitter? And how long is it going to take to get there? At which point, it's too much for me. Now, if in a year or two, Threads is popping and everybody's on there and it's going great, I may, possibly. So is Not it possible? Is it like? Is it operate more like a tweet where you're writing something, or is it like a video? Because I, I had saw somebody this morning, they were like, I just posted on threads, and I was like, okay, what what, what does that mean? I, I think it's just like any other social media. You post, you make like a status update, you make a tweet, 
you make a thread. Hmm. Yeah, but a lot I'm of people out. were over. A lot of people were joining the fun over there. They were. Um, if it is fun at all, I'm not. I can't. I can't say. I'm not there. Uh, but it's a, a weird time in social media. Supposedly, they don't have a feed over on Threads that shows you the people that you're following. So it's only like a for you. It's only just random people that they feel like click on your interests. Mm. So a lot of people at Twitter got really mad when they made the for you page. They had the following page and they had the for you page. Thread supposedly at this juncture only has a for you page. Yeah, that's got to so, change. Yeah, that, I mean, that's silly, but I'm sure they'll get that figured out. You ever you ever done that thing where you're on Twitter and you're just looking at you think you're on your following page or tab and you're on the for you tab and you're just looking at all this stuff and you're like what this happened like three days ago why am I just now seeing this then you realize oh I'm on the for you page I like the for you page but yeah there are some times where it's just like I'm not following this oh yeah okay. yeah that's right exactly I'm on the for you page. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the way that it normally goes. All right, there's a little social media update there. Uh, we're going to talk football as well, but we're, let's get on over to the Thornton's text line to wrap up hour number one. Uh, 502-414-1450, 502-414-1450. Uh, well, yeah, I, I feel like kind of a goober. I, here I am. I just recently paid for Twitter, and now everybody could be leaving. So sure. it makes my decision easier <laughs> for me. Like I'm, I'm financially committed to this, uh, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see what it looks like when it's time to re-up. I think I bought a year subscription, so I've got a little while to hang around here. Not don't don't everybody leave me though. <laughs> once I just my luck. Once I pay for it, everybody leave. I won't leave but you. That, that's what I like to hear. Scoots five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Did we finish the text line? Over I think the so. Holidays? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did. I don't know if we did. I don't know if we did. I had thought we did, but maybe because I rem- I thought I remember. Reading that Matt Matt uh, article tweet. Text. Well, whatever. We'll just move past it. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, South and Josh here. I'm a big fan of the whistling kitty chasers and the whisker do's. Not overly crazy about the whisker don'ts, though. Yeah, nobody is. I Scoots, could like this is a radio conversation people could have on the 5th of July every year. We've probably had it before ourselves when you've been doing radio as long as we have the amount of money. Some of these people are dropping on fireworks. Oh my God. Holy moly. And we used to, when I was a kid, we would have a, in in the Highlands, we, we would kind of have the neighborhood firework party at our house. And naturally our family would probably spend the majority of the money on the fireworks, although it's kind of like, you know, different families would bring different fireworks, come put it in a pile over here. And then once it's time for the fireworks show, well, it does, you know, who brought what, who doesn't, it doesn't matter. Let's just go get the fireworks and, and light them off. So, you know, back in 2004 and 2003, I had an idea of how much those fireworks cost. And I remember back then Scoots being like, man, it's kind of expensive for mm-hmm. a fireworks show for like 30 minutes of colors and noises going up into the air. That's a that's a pretty penny. But one, I can't imagine fireworks have gotten any cheaper. I'm sure just like anything, the price has probably gone up for it. And two, just in the neighborhood, out looking out the window, some of these fireworks, it was like two hours of just, uh, I think the latest we had over the weekend, I, I think we had fireworks shooting off till 11. But a lot of these houses, same houses, 
you know, two nights, three nights, not just the 4th of July, and for hours on end. I was like, you all are dropping probably three grand at least on these fireworks. And who has three grand just to to drop on fireworks? We spent, I, I wish I did, I guess, I guess, is the answer to the question. I wish I did. We spent, as a country, I think I saw this yesterday, $2.7 billion, billion, with a B, dollars on fireworks this year. That is crazy. It's a lot. $2.7 billion. I, uh, it, I, it just was like, I was like, all right, I'm sure they're going to probably take a break. Oh, no. Maybe that, like, you know, they, it's time to reload the beers or something like that. Nope. It was just like a steady stream of fireworks. And these were like the big ones that you'd see at, like, you know, baseball games or Thunder Over Louisville. These were, these were big ones. Now, Thunder Over Louisville, they'll have 50 of the big ones go off all at the same time. Sure. This one would just be one, then go light another one, one, go light another one, one. But they were huge. I mean, they were huge. I was, I was impressed by it. It was fun to watch. I'm glad I didn't have to pay anything for it. But I just, that was going through my mind of just like, how much money are these people dropping on this stuff? There Sheesh, is. Release. When Sheesh. we when we lived at the apartment, so this 4th of July was really nice for me because it was the first one that I didn't have to deal with the neighborhood behind the apartment complex that I used to live in. We had this house back there. This guy must spent five, six thousand, if I had to guess on fireworks. They would have a fireworks show for like four and a half, five hours up until like one, two in the morning. Like it would go so late. So I really, really enjoyed just hearing fireworks in the distance as opposed to right on top of me like I have the last four years. So I, I enjoyed the fourth of July. I think it's peaceful going to sleep during the fireworks. But I'm I'm weird in that way. I, I also liked the sound of the cicadas. So you think it's peaceful to go yeah. to the sound, to go to sleep to the sounds of the fireworks? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it, it rocked me to sleep. By the way, speaking of cicadas, we got Gil and I got paired up with this old guy, these old guys on Monday, and they were they were in their mid seventies. And I was talking about that summer that we had the cicadas, and I was like, man, I miss them. That was the best golf I had played. I was just always so relaxed. One of the old guys looks at me. He goes, "Oh, just wait till you're my age and you hear the cicadas in your ear all the time." <laughs> Oh, gosh. <laughs> I, I looked at him. I was like, I can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> I, enjoy, I, I look forward to Spears TV specials spectacular today. Game shows, baby. Oh, game shows. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Last week was TV shows. It was. Yeah, that, that'll be a good time. I think we'll go over the whole list tomorrow. But, yeah, we'll, we'll sh I'm sure we'll touch on it today. You ever watch Price is, Price is Right at night? No. No, I haven't. We we had it just kind of like while doing things, getting ready for bed. It was just on in the background. I think it came on after after Jeopardy. Oh wait, so uh, you you mean Price is Right, but you just mean at night? That's what it's called. Price is Right at night. Really? Yeah, never heard of it. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if it's like a once a week show or I don't know how often they do it. Um, but yeah, no, it was fun. I've I've seen it before too at night, but it was a good time. Hmm. Price right a fun game that you can play along to. You're uh you're when you sent your text for the game shows, I audibly laughed out loud super hard when you when I saw KRC trivia. <laughs> one of my favorite trivias. <laughs> I don't see the issue with that. I'm sure Spears is gonna have an issue with it, but I can hear him complain and whine about it at noon today. Yeah, yeah, you can sports radio. Another texter says, forgive me if you guys talked about this on Monday, but the Canada, so this is a, a text that uh, I alluded to earlier. 
the Canada roster is not nearly as good as it was last year. Only a couple recognizable names. Last year they had Carr, Charles Biaco, Leonard Miller, and there's no one at this level this time around. Uh, yeah, again, I, I, the Canada roster I think is actually legitimate, the one that's out there. Um, I think people have – I think that one is confirmed just through Canadians' national team. Um, but, yeah, I didn't recognize the names on it. Of course, I don't have it pulled up in front of me right at this very moment, but I'll get that for hour number two. But, yeah, maybe more winnable for UK than we initially thought. Uh, I don't really get the sense from UK fans that they that winning is, like, all that important. I, I think at least the sense that I get reading Twitter and reading message boards and stuff like that is they just – not so much about the wins and the losses. They just want to see what this team looks like. Now, of course, let's see the UK fan reaction if Canada beats UK by or USA by 15. Uh, I think people are probably going to freak out more once it maybe actually happens. Sure. But I think people are going into this experience just wanting to kind of see, see what some of the players look like, see how good it can be. Uh, but I don't think win-losses are necessarily at the top priority for UK fans, and that's a little different and I, I, I do think once the games start, that's going to – UK fans aren't going to be able to really flip that switch of like, okay, this time I don't care about winning and losing. I don't think they're going to be able to do it. I think once the game starts, they're just going to go – they're going to be they're going to be as passionate as if it's a meaningful game, and these are not meaningful games. Now, is this – are they under like an age umbrella? Like is it U23 or something? Or no? Yeah, no, the, the, there is an age limit on this stuff. Okay, so, like, could, Reeves couldn't go. Is Reeves going to play with the team? Yes. Okay. Yeah, but uh, I I don't know what the, the cutoff is. I, I just I don't think you can have, like, a 35-year-old play in this. Gotcha, okay. Could be, it could be wrong about that, but I don't think you could. Got it. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's end hour one there. We've got a lot more text to get to in hour number two. We do need to talk football. There was... Uh, there was a tweet that really got everybody all up in arms yesterday. We'll come back. I'll, I'll calm everybody down there. That'll be fun to talk about. We have a lot more text on the Thornton's text line. We'll talk more basketball. We'll talk more football. We'll talk more social media competitors. Whatever you've got on your mind, send it on into the Thornton's text line. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call comes up next on Big Export Radio. Some girls don't like boys like me Oh, but some girls do Over? You say over? I heard no family! Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Radio. TJ Walker and Justin Kalen, Nick Roush, on another vacation. He's out for these few days, so it's going to be Scoots and myself, but we always want to hear from you on the Thornton's text line. Get your text in, 502-414-1450. It's going to be text-heavy show in hour number two. But Scoot's plenty of other sports and things that we need to get to. The Reds won yesterday. My gosh, they are cooking. Now two games up in the NL Central. A lot of fun. And I, while we're at this, I want a huge shout-out 
to Levi, who sent me his streaming site to watch these Reds games. So I have, I've watched the majority of their last four games. So shout out Levi, I appreciate you, brother. Wow, that's huge. It is huge. Yeah, it's. I was I was so tired of following the Reds on like a a score bug or a pitch by pitch. That was that just wasn't doing it for me. So being able to actually watch the games, it's been awesome. It's been real awesome. Did you see Ellie De La Cruz or is Trevor Kelsey here on Big X Sports Radio? Ellie De La Cruz. Ellie De La Cruz. <laughs> Did you see him? He got his bat checked. Oh, I missed that. No. The Nats said, you know what? We think that you're cheating. Let us check <laughs> out this bat. So the ump gave it the once over, said there's nothing wrong with it. His next at bat, Ellie De La Cruz, hits a 455-foot <laughs> bomb. And he points to his bat at the Nats dugout. And, you know, oh, okay, I was wondering why he did that. Okay. Talking some trash, talking some smack. And the Reds won seven straight road series wins for the Cincinnati Incredible. Red Legs. Yeah, his... They're, uh, on fire. They're on fire, Scoots. Ellie's homer last night really kind of irritated me. So he was up. I, don't want, I want to say the fourth inning or fifth inning. I can't remember which inning it was. But he was actually at the plate with the bases loaded, and Jonathan India got picked off at first base from the freaking catcher to end the inning, and then Ellie comes up to start the next inning, and that's when he smacked his home run. So it should have been a grand slam if it wasn't for Jonathan India, but alas, we won. That's all that matters. Yeah, you did. Not 9-2, to two, now nine games over five hundred. Incredible. First place in the division by two games on the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, really, like it's. It, I, I've never seen anything like this in Major League Baseball in my lifetime. What a team going from nothing to just so fun and snap Having of the a finger to maybe or maybe not win sixty games in the season, <laughs> and you blink and you're not even in mid July and they're almost at fifty. You're there is nobody happier in this area than your dad right now. I promise. <laughs> no, I, I mean the bets. There's not any like there was some fun back in the there was some fun drama back in like May and maybe the early early parts of June. Where it was like, hey, the Reds are they've they've had some fun moments, yeah, but they still kind of stink. Yeah, but I think they're probably gonna have sixty-five wins, no problem. I don't know. Uh, we'll have to see to see if they can keep winning. And now there's not even drama with the bet. No, no, he's he's like got it. You know, the Reds. If you're a Reds fan, your expectation at this point would be like, I, I fully expect to win the Central. Yeah, you know, I'm not really there yet. I, I don't know if they've got what it takes to win the central but it is a fun group and they continue to keep winning so i hope they continue to keep proving me wrong i do think they will find a way to get into the playoffs and that's not just because i have a bet on it and i want that to happen i do think that they will just continue to play well and that's the thing tj is all these guys and i've brought it up before but all they want to do is play baseball and they're just always smiling and having fun and just it makes it a lot of fun as a, as a fan to not just constantly see your team losing and there's nothing worse than your team constantly losing and then you look out on the field and it doesn't appear those guys are having fun so I really like this team having fun I like that they're winning it's made it a really enjoyable baseball season normally at July 6th I am checked out of baseball because the Reds just don't have a prayer so the fact that we are in July and I'm still watching this team still hoping for them to continue this good fortune is just phenomenal I'm I'm, I'm so happy 
you reminded me of Champ Kine from Anchorman. I'm all about having fun here. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is unlike anything that I've seen, and uh, it, it's it's. I know that all the Reds fans are having fun. They're having fun watching a team that's that is having fun. A lot even of fun well, even that. last night, where arguably our worst pitchers on the mound, Graham Ashcraft, and he goes six solid innings, only allows one run. Like that's if you can just get. A little bit of production from your bad pitchers oh, makes this team so much better. But they've got to make a move at the deadline and get some pitching. That's That has to happen. Well, they'll look for the four-game sweep of the Nationals at 1 o'clock this afternoon. Boom. And then a absolutely huge uh, six straight games against the Brewers coming up after. Oh, really? The, yeah, yeah. Uh, on the road and three on the road and then three back in Cincinnati, which is kind of unique. But the, the all-star break also is a thing as well. Does that break that, those two series up? Yes. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, those will be fun. That's big, though. Yeah. Your, your first and second place there in the division, six straight games against one another. Reds currently two games up, but they've got one more against the last place Washington Nationals, but they're handling the last place team the way that you should. So Cincinnati fans, live it up. It's a good sports time for you. That's majority of my lifetime, not things that you've been able to say about Cincinnati <laughs> as, as a whole. You still Scott Satterfield is still the Bearcats coach though. So it's not he all is. it's not it's not all gravy. Well, hopefully if someone's a Bearcats fan, they're not listening to us. I've written this down uh, and kind of briefly touched on it, but Antonio Reeves weirdly enough had like a Instagram post yesterday that said he's back. So he's back. Uh, he's back. If, we were all under the impression that he was back. I did Cal's quotes on Friday did make me a little nervous. I talked about that on Monday. Just you could have somebody that is looking to leave, go play on an international trip, come back, graduate, and then leave. I was thinking to myself, like, oh, that is he talking about is he talking about our guy? Like that sounds like the exact situation that we're finding ourselves in right now. So I, I did get a little nervous about that, but I took all the reports for what they were worth, and UK started posting pictures of Antonio Reeves. So I didn't think that they were going to string you along that much, although it did still cross my mind. Uh, but he he put on Instagram, he's back. So I, I don't know if it just got to a point where UK was like, hey, Antonio, we know that you've been practicing for a couple of weeks now. Could you just make a post just so people stop asking us, just so they can hear it from the horse's mouth himself? And maybe that's what what strung it together. The timing of it was weird. There's really no other way around it. But but all's well that ends well. And what a weird saga it was with Antonio Reeves. But he's promoting. He's doing part of the Nil Collective stuff. He, I think he's doing like a meet and greet in a couple months where he's going to sign autographs, make money, and do that fun stuff. So he seems fully invested back into UK. He'll be a Kentucky Wildcat. I'll take UK's backcourt up against anybody's in the entire country. Still have some questions about the front court, but Reeves is back. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. I wrote it down, figured we'd talk about it, but he did have that post just confirming it. So nothing that I think really surprises anybody with how this thing has unfolded. But three weeks ago, four weeks ago, maybe you'd be surprised by the end result, uh, but kind of holding our hands along the way 
we figured when the reports came out 10 days ago that he was back that, all right, exhale, we got Antonio Reeves back. I refuse to believe it until he posts about it on threads. That's the new up and the new up and coming app. social. I, I have to see it on threads before I believe it. You, Trevor, one of the best threads accounts out there. Trevor, mm-hmm. our Trevor. Yeah, well, he no, has threads. I, of course I'm ma- oh. of course I'm making that up. But what if he just like what if he just became a threads influencer? <laughs> like early in the app, he just carved out his own little landscape. He had a a niche. I'm not sure what it'd be, and people were like, and he was the king of threads. I, I can see it. On like TikTok have gotten like filthy, stupid rich yeah. off TikTok. Well, that's the thing, Trevor. He really and and I'm kind of with you. I don't know what that niche is, but I do believe that Trevor has an opportunity there. I just I it's up to him to figure out what that opportunity is. But yeah, he could he could absolutely be a social media star. Hmm. I agree. But oh well, I just got to find out what the niche would be. <laughs> Let's get back on over to the Thornton Sex Line, 502-414-1450, 502-414-1450. I don't know exactly where we're at. Uh, let me scroll on up. A texter says, this morning coffee has been giving me some great metabolisms lately. <laughs> all right, all right. I had a fun time without talking with some of my friends. I'm, I'm an idiot, I guess. I don't know. I, I've... No, you're not an idiot, You, but... I've just never understood the full scope of metabolism. Scooch, we got to get you down to one or two BMs a day, buddy. Well, oh, no. No. That's not going to happen. Oh, we need it to for health reasons. What? Why? Two? Do, what, don't you but, want more? No, you don't. You don't want more. You, you want one or two a day, healthy, happy, no, no fuss. Hmm. So how do we get that? How do we get? How do we lower the number? You diet. You diet. Hmm. I don't know if I'm really. Wi- don't really know if I'm willing 90, to do that. Ninety-nine percent of it. Ninety-nine point five percent of it. Diet. Hmm. Don't know if I got it in me. Can you be convinced? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Uh, the door's Forgive open. Me if you guys talked about this on Monday. We said I already sent that one over. I saw something on Twitter saying that Rajon Rondo isn't eligible to join the basketball staff since he has something AAU-related. You guys know anything about this? We said this stuff with the Rajon Rondo stuff last year. I think most UK fans are. But when you hear something so far out, not far out and like, that's far out, man. Although that it was a little far out in that <laughs> sense of the word. But something from like a timeline standpoint, in eight months, nine months, next year, you always just have to be a little skeptical of that in the college athletics landscape. Things change so quickly. So when you were getting that report, and what was it? Was it like the fall of last year where it was like, next year you could have Rajon Rondo on staff? I was always, all right, well, let's let it happen first, and then we can give our takes on it, or what if we think that'd be cool or not cool or good or bad or whatever it may be. My guess is that there was a conversation Rondo or his people reached out to somebody at UK staff. Hey, well, he's technically taking classes here and he may not, he's interested in maybe doing a little coaching down the road or getting his foot in the door coaching. And I bet UK was just like, yeah, yeah, next summer, reach out to us and we'd be happy to, to get you in somewhere. And my guess is that was probably the extent of that conversation. Um, 
then I imagine assistant coach was talking to Jack Pilgrim or somebody and was just saying, yeah, Rondo's people reached out. He, we think he may be joining the staff next year. In which case, if you're Jack or you're one of those reporters, that's interesting news. I don't blame them at all for putting it out there. I just when it's so far out in advance, I'm usually a little skeptical of the whole thing. But uh, in terms of his AAU ties, there are there are some hurdles you have to get through with that stuff, and I'm not going to pretend to detail the process because I don't know it. But if Rajon Rondo wanted to join UK staff, they'd be able to work around that AAU stuff. I don't think it's as cut and dry as like, well, he definitively can't because he's working with some AAU. There are some NCAA hurdles. Sandy Bell would have to kind of talk about some of that stuff. But it's happened in the past where AAU coaches have ended up on college basketball staffs. And this could even be like a – this would be a student assistant spot. So I I don't pretend to know the rules on that. But that's not – I don't think – if they say that, like, the reason that Rajon Rondo isn't on UK staff is because of AAU ties, that sounds like a cop-out to me of just like, yeah, we kind of kicked the can around a little bit on it. It wasn't going to work out. But I wouldn't – I mean, who really cares all that much? It'd be cool to have Rajon Rondo there, but UK will be fine without him. I mean, were we just trying to get all all the coaches, you former UK guys, or what? Well, it would just be Tyler Ulyss and Rajon Rondo. I feel like this is a situation that Kentucky fans would typically make fun of Indiana for, but I'm gonna just remain hushed. What so? What how? What? Uh, it, it, like Indiana's all Indiana's always looking for like one of their own. Like for instance, Mike Woodson being the head coach. I feel like they. I feel like Indiana gets roasted on that a lot. Like yeah, y'all want just a Bob Knight disciple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, I mean, you just want somebody with ties to the program. I mean, I'm not hating. I I would love to see Rondo on Kentucky's bench as well. I think it would be very beneficial for both sides. It but sounds I just, like you are hating. No, I just and I sec- feel like secondly, it, a little different between a head coach and somebody who may be like a part-time grad assistant. That's true. Right? That's true as well. Yeah. And secondly, I didn't hear people crushing Mike Woodson. I think people thought that like there's this trend of copycat hires of. You know, Juwan Howard at Michigan and Penny Hardaway at Memphis and Kenny Payne at U of L and and obviously Mike Woodson was chronologically that's this isn't the exact order of how it all played out. But I think people just saw when he was hired at IU and they said Patrick Ewing at Georgetown. Obviously, they're saying, "Oh, well, they're doing the they're doing that sort of thing." It's it's had mixed results, but good luck. Yeah, and no, you can you can actually make a case that maybe Mike Woodson at IU in this most recent string of hires has been as successful as anybody. Yeah. No, I mean, and it's not just with Woodson either, and it may not have even been Kentucky fans, but it's like every time Indiana has an opening, they look towards one of their own, whether that be Steve Alford or I I can't even think of the others right now, Calvert Chaney, and Indiana just gets ripped for it. Like, why do you want one of your own guys? It just For me, it just makes sense. It just... They they have that familiarity with the program. Program has familiarity with them. I just I think it yeah. And and what Woodson's been a proof of that. So that's it. That's all I had. I the Rondo stuff I could not really care less about. I don't know if that's coming off clear on radio or not. <laughs> if he's there, sweet. If he's not, I certainly don't care. I never really cared about it when the news came out because it seems so far off. But if he is, cool. If not, I, it's not changing my season outlook in the slightest whatsoever. A texter says, fellas, I hope you all had a good weekend. Roush, what course are you all playing in Charleston? I was stationed there a couple years ago and had fun playing the courses. Also, if you all are in downtown Charleston, look at Coogan's Porch for brunch, and Kiowa Island has really nice public beach. 
Y'all have fun. That's from Levi. I uh, don't know where Roush is playing. You I did tweet him, Levi. He'll get back to you. I did see he climbed a mountain yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would you want to climb a mountain on a bachelor party? Scoops? No, absolutely not. I Let, get the course I played in. Less Charleston. physical activity, really, the better. It's really going to bug me. You didn't play Kauai Island? No, I don't think so. When we played, though, it was like March 2nd or March 3rd, and there was a rainstorm, and it wasn't like the prettiest day in the world for golf, although we did get 18 in, and I like I didn't mind it, but it, it was maybe a little too windy. A little too windy, but uh, I got to find out what course it was because it was awesome. I loved it. I was just like, if this was a nicer day, better weather, I'd probably be enjoying this a lot more, but uh, that was around now. That was during the pandemic, 2021. Hmm. Yeah, so that was back in 2021. A texture says, Scoot's calling a snake gorgeous is one of the wildest takes I've heard on this radio show. What? How? Snakes are gorgeous. gorgeous. I think it was just kind of your like love story of, uh, of snakes. <laughs> well, the next texter gets to that. He says, good morning, guys. Hope you had a great fourth catching up on the podcast and hearing Scoot's story about the snake. I am now convinced he is Voldemort. Who loves snakes like that? Get a puppy like a normal person. Have a great get- day, guys. Good luck speaking parcel tongue scoots. Well, and you got to realize, Scoots is the, the dude who had a had a pet lizard. Iguana, pet, yeah. Like a six-foot iguana. I don't know if I would ever want a snake as a pet. Um, so I, I, I am more apt to get a puppy in that regards, but I do not like puppies as much as I like snakes. Let's take our last break here, and we're going to finish up Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing but the Thornton's text line. Uh, we'll need the UK to get a football commitment. I've got that written down to talk about. This is KRC, one final segment. TJ Walker and Scoots. Come on. Roll up Call. You got to know when to hold up. Know when to hold up. Know when to walk away. And know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. I was the mistress. With Walker and Roush. I wish I could be a mistress. That rejoin has to hit Scoots really close to home, I would imagine. Real close to home. Why? Because you've been the mistress. Uh, What does that even mean? What does what even mean? You were the one that played the rejoin. What do you mean? What did it mean? I don't. I don't guess I know what a mistress is. Mark, put this in the metabolism category. You don't know what a mistress is. I don't. I don't reckon so. No. Like, Roush was with Susie. That's his mistress. So, it's the other woman. But, so I, how am I the mistress? I'm confused. You, you, oh, because I, I was the other guy. Cor- correct. Yes. Okay. I correct. got you. I got you. By the way, you feel like I'm taking crazy pills here. <laughs> do you not remember the whole Walmart saga? <laughs> I do. Yeah. Okay. I got you. I'm with you. One of the stories of our lifetime. You're living <laughs> Trevor's dream, is what I'm getting at. Not anymore, but I was. Trevor would be a good mistress. 
I agree. Having having to tiptoe around. He's pretty subtle too. <laughs> he could I don't know how well he can tiptoe, but sure. Uh, I wanted I wrote this down and, and briefly mentioned it when we start the show, but there was uh, a lot of people getting all worked up yesterday, whether positively or negatively, um, about a win projection. Brett McMurphy was the one who tweeted it out, but it was Colin Wilson who writes for Action Network. He's a Heisman voter. People who are Heisman voters definitely want you to know that they're Heisman voters. <laughs> but he ranked his favorites for 2023, Colin Wilson of the Action Network did, and basically said after his his calculations, his formula, we don't know exactly what the formula is, but when it all came out, there were four teams, five teams, four teams. Five teams. Five teams. Five teams projected to win or to be favorite in all their games. Upsets happen, but projected to win or be favorite. Again, I just did it again. Projected to be favorites in all of their games. Twelve games, five five teams projected to win all of them or be favorites going into them. Alabama, Georgia, both on UK schedule for what it's worth. Michigan, Washington, and U of L. Huh? <laughs> Uh, it's weird. I mean, it's just it's really nonsensical more than anything. So they're going to be you, favored over the Cats? Like, I mean, they, they've been actually favored. During UK's domination of this series, the line has usually been pretty close. Anywhere from U of L to like a couple point favorites to UK in years that UK's won by 40, they've gone into the game only being, you know, three or four point favorites going into some of these matchups. The line for UK U of L football is always a little wonky. And a little weird. So it's actually not totally out of the realm of possibility where UK is going to be coming off of a, 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 what, a four game span of playing Tennessee, Alabama, Georgia, and South Carolina. Uh, that may not be the actual span, but that, that's, that's a good chunk of the back half of UK's schedule. There's a chance that they kind of get whooped in a couple of those games and Maybe U of L is having an easier time with the easier part of their schedule, where you're going into the game. And it's like, well, this team's lost, you know, three out of their last four, and they've lost by twenty plus points. And U of L, on the other hand, they're beating Duke and they're winning this, and they're, you know, they're looking better. It's not crazy to think that Louisville could potentially be favorites. That being said, I hope they are. It'll give me a better chance to win money. It'll give me better odds when I bet UK money line. But U of L is not going to be favored against Notre Dame. I don't think U of L. I think it'd be very surprising if they went on the road to Miami and they were favorite. But this is just one person's analysis or opinion. Just one person. Granted, it is a Heisman voter. They just wanted to make sure that everybody knew that. But it'd be the same as if Scoot said, "I did the secret formula in my head. I added a little bit of metabolism, mixed in a couple mistresses, and here are my top teams in college football." And it'd just be one person's opinion. Yeah, so a I, lot of U of L fans were taking this as Jeff Brom, we're back, baby. And some UK fans were taking this as, oh, well, this is this is maybe troublesome. He did his formula did have UK being favorite in nine games for what it was worth, uh, which means that UK would be favorite in every game except Alabama, Georgia, and Louisville. 
So that means that Colin Wilson thinks UK would be favored against Tennessee. They'd be favored against Florida, uh, against Missouri, you name it. Colin Wilson thinks UK would be favored. I, I think Colin Wilson's formula is messed up, just to put it just to put it bluntly. I, I don't think I, I don't think it's a it's a great formula. I get needing to have summer comment or content, but yeah, you're if I were to do this, TJ, I would not release it in the beginning of July because I know how much can change by the time football season starts. I mean, do you think when their schedule really comes out or when we're about three days away from college football, Louisville will be favored in every game? I, I doubt it. I severely no, no, doubt they, it. They, they won't be. It's summer radio content. Yeah. Did you see Jeff Brom's video, uh, the Top Gun spoof that they did? Uh, I, it came across my feed this morning when I was laying in bed, but I did not watch it. So I'll, I'll check it out after we get off. Is it good? No, I don't know. It's like if it's your team, you like it. Sure. If it's not your team, you're gonna make fun of it. Uh, it just it, they are putting themselves out there for like if they lose, rival fan bases are gonna have fun with that. Just for what it's worth, just how it goes. But if UK did this, if it was Mark Stoops with his shirt off throwing football, we would laugh at it and we would like it. So it's something fun. I'm I'm cool with it. But they, it will be used against them if they lose. But so be it. That's. Uh, you you make the fun videos just for your fans. You don't worry about the the consequences if they if it doesn't happen. But it was a fun little video, so good on U of L for taking the time to do it. Yeah, I need to check it out. I think it's like easy to rip it. Is that what they you, teased if, earlier this week? Yes. Okay. Then Mike Mike tweeted and he was like, "I have no idea what this is, but I'm excited." That's what it ended up being. Uh huh. Gotcha. That was it. A texter says on the Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Scooch calling a snake gorgeous, one Got of the it. wildest takes I've heard. We're at the Jack one, yeah, that one. Yeah, Jack mentioned that um, sources said, sources say, sources say, says, sources says, but I'll be disappointed if Cal doesn't coach these games like he's done in the past trips. I think it's really important to treat these like actual games, given the competition level and make up of this roster. So in the past scoots and the Bahamas trips, Cal will usually let his assistants coach. Yeah, I remember he that. Was, he was sitting next to that old guy all, all year last year. Yeah, he was sitting next to the old guy. Who we I, still I, don't know who it was. I think we did figure out who it was, but I don't remember off the top of my head now because it's almost been a year. <laughs> but so in the in some of those other exhibition Bahamas games, Cal will let his assistants coach and he'll just take in the game from the stands. I don't care. Like, I just I can't get worked up enough one way or another to have a take about it. If I'm Cal, I'm coaching it. But there are other benefits to allowing the assistants to do it. And you can have a different perspective of watching the game from the bleachers. But, why, you know, why, it, getting cute time's over. Just you want to coach these guys. You want to see what they're made of. You want to see how they handle conversations in the huddle, how they handle your coaching. It probably would just be better to have him do it. Just just do it. Uh, but I'm not going to get worked up if he doesn't, although some people will. Uh, there's no doubt about that. I, I just can't get worked up one way or another. Kentucky adding a player in late June. Complete disorganization. Another player falling into Cal's lap. Alabama adding a player in July. Nate Oates has done it again. What a gangster. <laughs> that sounds like you're reading headlines from Field of 68, if I had to guess, but... Yeah, Javon Quinterly from Alabama is visiting Memphis, by the way. Really? Uh, you've had a couple of transfer portal additions this week. Uh, Nate Oates added a, a guy from West Virginia. Um, maybe somebody, they 
Grant Nelson, I think it was last week, but yeah. Yeah, you can just portray things differently and just wait, wait. In August, there's going to be a couple more transfer portal names for what it's worth. So, Kirby is from Kirby. Hey, Kirby. Hope you're doing well. Man, it sure looks like TJ Beisner is really involved with the program. Are we sure he's leaving? Another texture says TJ Beisner is back with UK. I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, again, when I, when I, when we have our, kind of we don't talk very frequently but we'll catch up just to see how the other ones are doing um we don't get into kind of i don't don't try to like poke and prod about that sort of stuff i I was pretty sure he was leaving though and i think the plan was potentially to to leave the state yeah i think he's he's got florida ties I, i don't know if he'd be moving to florida or what he'd be doing but I don't know. I don't know if he's leaving the program or not. I'd love to find out that, like, no, you know, UK, and they 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 work some things out, or they came back with another offer. Or I, you know, I don't even know all the full story about why he was potentially leaving in the first place. Maybe it would just be time to have done something different or move on to the next adventure. Uh, I don't know, but he has been in the videos. He's been in the background. Um, I don't know if there is like, hey, he'll be here through July, and then that's when the contract ends or something like that. But as far as I know, the plan was still for him to to go seek some other opportunities elsewhere. I hope that's changed. It'd be cool if it did. I do think he is a valuable piece of the program and, to a certain degree, UK athletics. But I don't think there's any new update there. But I have seen that more people are noticing him in the backgrounds because he's been in the backgrounds of so many of those videos. A texture says, Scooch, what sport did you play in high school? You got this, TJ. He was a baseball player and a track or cross-country star. That's right. The best the best practicer when it came to cross-country. Oh, the best. Yeah. East Peakin had ever seen. <laughs> grill tip for when you're cooking brats and hot dogs is always to grill the inside of the buns. The buns get slightly brown and crisp. It takes the tasting experience from an 8 to a 10. I agree with that. I agree with that, too. Big, I think that's – I would hope most people are doing that. Big, big grill bun guy. I saw that on one of the basketball videos. TJ Beisner was still working with Cal and the team. Thought he left for another job. Again, I thought – I think that he is, but uh, he's still around. Uh, he's been in videos, too, in the background for a couple months now. Uh, what is your all's go-to 4th of July meal? Not Mexican if you're scoots. <laughs> no, just give me a hot dog and hamburger. That's all I need. Yeah, I'm I'm not picky. Like I, I can really do any of the American foods. I, I remember I've told this story on Kentucky Roll Call, but one, we were just hanging out. We I think we were like twenty one or something, hanging out at the pool, drinking beer, and one of our buddy's parents brought like a hundred wings. It was just perfect weather. We crushed every last one of them. There was nothing left but just bones on those wings and Wings on 4th of July, good food, too. Wings is a good call, yeah. TJ, did you make the basketball A-team at Rayfield for your 7th and 8th grade year? B-team, 7th grade, 8th grade, A-team. Come on. But kind of with the the B-team, we probably would have won City if I was on the B-team. Could have been maybe more fun. We weren't very good. Our A-team team was not very good. Be careful, Poop talk your friends' kids. They might not invite you back, Scoots. Ooh. Oh, who are we kidding? My friends poop talk their kids. Yeah, but it's you. It's different though. You're one not of their parents. One of my um, one of my friends. So he married this girl who already had a kid. 
he was like, I don't know, two or three at the time when they met. But now this kid is, I want to say he's like 12, maybe even 13, constantly does not call his mom anything other than old lady. And it is so freaking funny. So funny. She's like nonstop old lady. Yeah, she's she's like thirty two years old, but he's constantly just like, "Hey, old lady, can I get a sandwich? Can I? Hey, old lady, watch out!" Like it's he does not call her mom or her name. It is it's the most funny thing. I like that. <laughs> she fun. she does not. <laughs> yeah, but you gotta be careful if you if your friends find out that you're maybe talking trash about some of their kids. I love their kids. Love those little kids. Just unless they squirt you with the. Sw- Squirt gun that's not a toy. Oh, I took it. Like a toy, I, I took it toy. away at one point. Scooch. I did. I was done with it. The July Grinch. It's Fourth of July. I was done. Let them go crazy <laughs> with the water guns. Uh, texter says another TJ Beisner text. That's crazy. I, I think that wild. How many TJ Beisner texts we got today? Uh, texter says Scooch the hamburger was invented in Germany, not America. That can't be true. Wow, right? of all people, shouldn't you know that? That can't be true, can it? Are you being serious? I'm being serious, yeah. Are you familiar with a town in Germany called Hamburg? <laughs> no, that's not true. Are you being serious? Yeah. It, that, this article I'm reading says the hamburger began in Athens, Texas. No. Yeah, it did not start in Hamburg. It does. It did. <laughs> My grandma's from Hamburg. She would have told me that at some point. They can't find any evidence that it actually did, but that's where the word comes from. I would, I'd believe that, yeah. That I believe. Kalen's on Newburgh Road across from Agnes. They invented the cheeseburger. That I did know as well, yeah. They, uh, I've never been there. Apparently, it's really good. It's my family. It's family owned. Family owned? No, it's not. (laughs) So, like, Kalen's was super popular for like my grandparents, yeah. Scoots, mm-hmm. um, and then and then that was like the original cheeseburger. I, I'd gone there a couple times. Don't really remember it because uh, I was so young. And then it changed hands, became a different restaurant. I think it became two different restaurants. One was like an Irish pub. Went there when it was the Irish pub a couple times. It was decent. Um, and then then it got rebought again and rebranded back to Kalen's, although kind of like a fancier upscale version of Kalen's. Isn't it like an ice cream the- shop? Yeah, they got ice cream too. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, but their their food's good now. It's it's back to being good food. Yeah, I need to go try it out. Maybe yeah, I get a discount, the Kalen discount. Yeah, just say just say that you own it. <laughs> the texture says, John here. Hey, John, hope you had a great Fourth of July, buddy. Good Thursday morning, everyone. I'm glad to hear the crew back live. You guys are simply the best. Question, have you guys seen the advertisements for the MSG Sphere? I actually wrote that down today, John, in case we ran out of stuff to talk about. It's uh, a huge, almost 600,000 square foot LED sphere that will be in Las Vegas' newest venue. Anyways, the Basket Cats will have over 31 wins, Justin. You just wait and see. Tell me, Justin, how good will IU be? Will the IU's win total? We'll got to go talk to you later. First, before you answer about IU scoots, uh, the Sphere, the last time I was in Vegas, which I guess, when was that? Last March? Not this most recent March, but the March before that. They were building it, and I came back on radio, and I was like, you all, they're building the Sphere out in Vegas. The whole exterior is made with LED lights. It's crazy. I can't wait to see what it's going to look like when it's finished. 
And I was wondering what they were going to do inside of it because it looked it was such a big and expensive building. And like it's only going to be a concert hall, which I thought was kind of silly to spend that much money on it. But you're starting to see some of the images of this sphere come out. And it is trippy. Yeah. It is really weird, Scoots. If you haven't seen it, it's definitely worth a Twitter search or a Google search. The Las Vegas sphere. They've like made it into like looks like a time warp, which is really trippy to look at. They've made it into like an eyeball, which the moon. is really weird. The stuff that they can do it, the, the stuff that they do with it is nuts. Uh, yeah, you'll be seeing a lot more of the Las Vegas sphere. All right, now you can answer a question about your Hoosiers. What's now, the over-under win total in basketball? Quickly, though, so I saw this fear when I was watching the match the other night, and I was under the – I didn't do any, like, research on it that night, so I was under the assumption that it was going to be, like, a hotel. And then – so I didn't learn until yesterday that it was actually just going to be a, a venue where they'll have sports in there, concerts, like you said. So, yeah, really cool. The LED lights on that thing have been awesome. Loved, loved seeing those displays. But, John, to answer your question, I would put Indiana's win total at, I don't know, 21.5, 22.5 maybe. I might, go, I might go up to 22.5. Just playing 20 Big Ten games and a tough non-conference schedule. Now, I know it's not tough compared to Kentucky's, but – Pretty pretty tough. Losing TJD, trying to go through that transition. Might be a little lower of a year for Indiana. But oh. I, have, I have some hype. I, I'm, I'm really excited about this team. It's just what, how long is it going to take for them to gel together? Much, much like Kentucky, really. A texture says, they set a limit because they don't want to pay for more servers regarding the old Twitter. Uh, yeah, that's one school of thought. Uh, I've read the, I've read that one. I read the next one. A texture says, um, "TikTok's pretty big, Scoots." Yeah, I forgot TikTok. I've n- I've never been a TikToker, so that one goes by the wayside a lot of times. Justin says we don't need a political divide to get social media. Seriously, he doesn't know it's been a war zone there for going on a decade. I mean, I guess yeah, I've. Sorry. I guess I'm just going to choose ignorance on this situation because that's I see people fighting on social medias when it comes to politics, but I've never known social medias to politically be against each other. If that makes sense. It doesn't. Okay. Well, that's all I have to say about it. I'm not going to try to reword it. Totally fine by me. <laughs> I guess the hope with Threads is that they already have the server space and infrastructure to do this. Twitter's not going to go away. Elon bought the company at a way overvalued price, and he's not going to try to cut costs and make changes. And Scoots can tell you people don't like change. They do not, and I'm one of them. Suck it, change. People, uh, yeah, again, I, I, I don't think even like the different social media company you're having competition is the end of the world. I'm just not going to race over there. If it ends up turning into being the cool new spot, maybe someday I'll find my way there. Uh, probably unlikely, but not impossible. In the meantime, I'll just hang with Twitter. And if it ends up going away, then so be it. Get more free time in my day, I guess. But um, I, I, I'm not rushing over to to go talk to like 15 people. <laughs> Scoots and TJ, favorite course that you've ever played? I got to play Kiowa's Ocean Course a couple of years back. It didn't feel real. It was so awesome. What's your favorite course, Scoots? Uh, it's got to be Park Mammoth, right? It's up there. I wonder how if their 4th of July went off without a hitch. Oh, I'm sure it did. Sure, We should have played in that. I forgot that was yesterday. Dang it. Uh, the Princeville Mackay Golf Club that I played at in... Kauai, Hawaii on my honeymoon was probably the coolest, the best, the most fun, most beautiful. 
Uh, I don't think I can really top that one. If, if that's the course I'm thinking of, yeah, the Princeville Mackay Golf Club. Uh, that was awesome. That, I, I don't think I'll ever top that one. And then Oakmont in Pittsburgh, where they have the U.S. Open every so often. That would probably be number two for me. See, I can't, I can't remember names, but I've, I've played a couple down in like the Gatlinburg Pigeon Forge area that were really beautiful. I've played at uh, Gulf or uh, what's what's in South Carolina, Myrtle Beach. I've played in Myrtle Beach a couple courses there, but I don't remember the names of them. Yeah, they all kind of run together. I haven't played Valhalla, which is kind of a, a bummer. Um, I need to get out there and play that. I'd like to play it before the PGA is out there, but that's probably going to be pretty tough to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wonder where that would rank up on them. But the, the one in Hawaii is going to be pretty tough. Like when you're hitting over the ocean between holes and a couple holes or just along cliffs over the ocean, tough to top that. Can't really get that landscape anywhere else. Right. A texture says on the Thornton's text line, all that firework money and it goes to China. And they said, dude, in a Donald Trump voice. <laughs> so there you go. See how it uh, bolded the Donald Trump voice part of that text? I didn't I did. do that. Did it on its own. Yeah, if, you, if you do a little, uh, if you do the asterisks in between the words, it will bold it. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Most of the other Twitter clones are having to build their own code and infrastructure. Oh, I get what you're saying. And with the threads, they can use what they already have with Facebook and Instagram. Gotcha. Hmm. Gotcha. Uh, Pitcher Graham Ashcraft, more like Ashcraft. I can't Im- imagine that joke's been made a million times. <laughs> Not last night, baby. Texter says, Trevor tries it, threads. Yeah, That also would be a fun thing. It's just like, hey, Trevor, here's a new social media platform. You need to build yourself into a brand. Go. And then he can report back and let us know how it is. And then like a week later, he's like, well, I've figured out how to sign in. <laughs> Yeah, that should be that should be our homework at Big X is uh, who can become the first Threads social media star. Oh, Rutherford's already on Threads, surely, right? Do we think Mike Rutherford is always already on Threads? I, I feel like he's he stays pretty ahead of the game, social media game. But I could be wrong. Yeah, he's pretty big liberal too, so he uh, you'd <laughs> see him wanting to probably head on over there. I would imagine. <laughs> They didn't do their show yesterday, did they? They did not. No, my uh, brother actually called me and asked me what was up. I was like, I guess they just took the day off like us. Yeah. Well, good. They deserve it. A texter says, I miss Yuns. I don't get what that is. Yuns. He missed us. That's, that's, in other parts of the country, that's how they say y'all. Yuns. Oh, gotcha. And like, in like Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. my first mm-hmm. time in Pittsburgh, they say Yuns. So Yuns comes from some, probably somewhere up there in the Northeast. Scoots, I think people talk bad about how you get in their own guys because most of their own guys mostly suck. Oh, got him! Good text. <laughs> is Yogi Ferrell on staff? No. No, he's, I don't know what? where Yogi Ferrell is. What about Jordan Holes? Jordan Holes is on staff, yes. That's embarrassing. <laughs> he's like, uh, he's not like an assistant coach. I don't really know what his role is. He's like... What's what's the role that uh, the gum chewing guy for Kentucky Bruiser? What's what's his role? Just like an administrative assistant. Maybe that's what Jordan Holes is too. I know he. I know, but can Bruiser go out? He can't go out and recruit, right? No. Okay, so Jordan goes out and recruits. So yeah, I'll have to look into what his job actually is. Texture on the Thornton's text line says, 
I can't wait to curb stomp U of L yet again. I love when they get all excited and think they're back and we rip their souls out. They'd always make fun of UK football in the summer of like, this is when the best time for UK football. And then in a uh, classic case of irony, that's what like their, their summer is just where they perk up, chirp up, talk, and they're back to being the best, baby. Uh, you got to you got to beat your rival. You got to make it a competitive game, I think, before you chirp to a certain extent, before anybody really takes you all that seriously. But that's also part of the issue is like national media. There was a group of national media that loved Scott Satterfield because he talked to him. And there's a group of national media that loves Brom. And, I, I, you know, you can understand the Brom love a little bit more. He at least puts out a fun product and a fun style. He's interesting. He's not boring. He's a good guy to have behind a microphone. But they also, that's part of the issue of why they get so amped up every year is part of it's national media tells them, ooh, watch out for this sleeper team. Well, and it's they're, they're coming off four basketball wins. They finally got what they think is their savior in Jeff Brom, and then this article comes out says they're going to be favored in 12 straight games. Maybe the worst thing that ever could have happened for Louisville fans because now their hype going into the season is going to be unreal. It's just one guy's opinion, but you're you are right about that though. That like there is some pent up fan frustration with the UVL program, where it's just like, hey, it's been not, we've been served nothing but just poop platters, and hey, we are kind of excited about this. This could actually be fun. This isn't going to be a crappy situation, uh, and that's pun intended. I do. I, I can at least understand that. But uh, texture to your point, I'm very excited to beat them again in football as well. Be here before you know it. Texture says. Cal will probably coach. He said as much during his press conference. This trip is different because of the Team USA thing. Yeah, that was almost his verbatim quote was, I, I probably will, but he said he didn't definitively say it, though. Uh, but he did mention just representing USA. By the way, you can tell Spears, Scoots, that they will be wearing USA jerseys down there. I figured so, yeah. Mm-hmm. I is, figured Justin so. W- is Justin one of those rascals who types LOL after almost every text he sends? No, oh, yeah. big LOL. no, I'm not really a big LO guy. I will do it from time to time, um, but I'm not a big. I'm more of a HAHA guy. You're and you also it's like anywhere from twenty to thirty emojis per text. <laughs> nope, no, I, I don't even know where to find my emojis, so that's not true. <laughs> Scooch is not an emoji guy, but everybody has people they text with that are big emoji people. I, I will use emojis from time to time. I, but I, it's really just like the thumbs up and then the crying face one. I'll, I'll do the emojis from time to time. My dad really loves the disco dancing guy. <laughs> it's a, that the emoji gets used frequently in his text messages. Oh, I'll also use the one where the guy has his hand on his head. Like I messed up. That's that's in my rotation as well. Texture says, "Kind of funny that Reeves actually posted I'm back." And not just a slightly more ambiguous year two highlight reel. Yeah, yeah. But also, I don't think he like added. I think he just added like year two BBN. Let's get it or something like that. It wasn't this like heartfelt message of during this process. I there's a there's a scenario where Antonio Reeves' world. He was just it, like no, there was never any drama. I always knew I was coming back. I just. I forgot to send the post. Forgot to hit send on it. <laughs> I knew that's what I wanted to be doing. But no, he uh, he's back. He's pinned it. He said, let's do it. Year two. We're happy that he is back. Gives UK the best back court in the country, if you ask me. Watched, just rewatched the, the, the Zapruder film, and I'm pretty sure I saw TJ Beisner in it. 
I've actually never seen that film. That being said, funny text. I a love T.J. Beisner text into the show today. A lot of people wondering what's going on. I love how T.J. Beisner's all of a sudden turned into Where's Waldo? It, it kind of has <laughs> turned into that. Uh, I wonder if T.J. Beisner is over on Threads. <laughs> oh, I bet intern Amber's Threads account is going to be electric. Oh, absolutely not. She'll never talk. Uh, another texture into the... <laughs> Sources say T- Thomas B- T.J. Beisner invented the hamburger. Got another one in there. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. Okay. All right, everybody have a great Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow on Kentucky Roll Call. May get a guest to join us. If not, Thornton's text line will carry the show, maybe even do some phone calls or something along those Whoa! lines. So 7 a.m. tomorrow, T.J. Walker and Scoots and maybe an additional person. You never know with KRC. Thanks for all the texts on the show today. It's good to be back. See you at 7 a.m. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Big Roll Call. You can bet your heart and dollar I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bobby played his hometown one for